Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name is Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And, uh, gee, we're heading into round 18 this week, I think, calls, which only puts us a few weeks out from finals. But uh, before we get stuck into that, mate, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. What an eventful week. Week, almost said eventful elites there, Bombs. What an eventful week we had last week, mate. Uh, some injury concerns, some carnage for those who had Canilio, danger signs for those who were holding Bontempelli. Well, who had Bontempelli, but mate, how did you go with the carnage? Did you avoid it all? Did you cop some? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I pretty much did avoid it all. I think I had, you know, the return of Gorn, Cripps, and Lockie Whitfield, and Travis Boak. So I had four premium ins this week, essentially, Corey. Um, and, uh, oh, look, I ended up scoring my best score of the year, 25.05 this week. So I thought that was pretty handy. Um, got me eight out of ten league wins. But um, the main league that we kind of focus on now, the listeners, if they follow Bretter on uh, uh, Twitter, they would have seen that, um, obviously, I didn't get the chocolates in that league and, Pretty much if I won that game, I could have been third. But now I'm sitting 13th in that league. It's, an, it's a log jam, a bit like the actual AFL ladder at the moment. It's a, it's a really good league, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's going to make us uh, as tight as Jake, but I think we'll leave that for a more explicit for another time. Yeah, yeah. time slot. Well, How'd you go rank-wise? Suppose... Did you move up the ranks with that? Yeah, so I went up 1,400, so 11.5K um, I'm sitting at the moment, but my percentage is absolutely shot. So I've had some weeks this year where I've scored absolutely nothing. I played 13 players during one of the buys and all that. So those percentage hits that I took, um, they're, they're pretty much biting me in the ass right now, of course. Yeah, come back to buy you. Um, I dropped to 25.51 this week with 10 out of 10 league wins. Must say got pretty lucky with Koenigs going down. On zero in my main cash league. I think that got me the win there. Flying and all the rest. Um, and went up only 341 places, Bont. So, sitting 1,861st. Man, with a 25.50, I thought it would have gone up a little bit higher than that. That's a big score. But, I mean, with Dunkley, 200. You know, Danger, 160. Fife, 154. Grundy, probably a popular captain at 137. There was probably a lot of big scores floating around this week. Yeah. Those commonly owned players. Um, shout out to the bloke who's first. That froth guy. He's uh he's doing a really good job. Number one overall. He's absolutely flying. He just seems to have made all the right moves this year. Clearly, if he's sitting first, and I don't think anyone's catching him. I think he'll go the whole way. Um, oh, probably enough about that bomb. So let's have a chat about uh the rookies. Isaac Quain out there. Is he the probably the most Common one, you think a lot will probably have Ainsworth, or not a lot, but you know, Ainsworth. Maybe some didn't trade Griffin Logue last week. Um, what are your thoughts on Quayner? Well, I bought him last week at, at the end because um, I needed to prevent a donut when uh, Logue got um, dismissed from the team. So I had Marty Hall as well. So I had Hall, Logue, and Nash. Um, so I had to get rid of one of them to get a playing player on field. So um, I got rid of Hall for Quayner uh, last week. So um, yeah, obviously 54 was probably, uh, look, you, you almost take it, um, but you, you certainly want probably 10, 10 more points on that. But he did have 82, I think, in his debut game. And 
Um, I don't think he's moving from that team any any time quickly. So yeah, he's been good. One hundred and fifty three k. Would you recommend picking up someone like that who could potentially be a back end of the season option sitting around on your bench in case something goes wrong, or would you go to someone like the Egg Derek Egg Molise Smith? Egg Mayonnaise Smith, um, just in case, you know, at that 102K, bank an extra 50K, or is it too risky picking up a player like that? Yeah, I think I think it just depends what position. So, you know, we assume your D6 is kind of like a premium or a premium type selection. Um, D7, I think you want some sort of player who you've got some relevant confidence in getting named week to week. Could be an Ainsworth, could be a Quainer. Um and uh, your D8 is probably almost your throwaway position. So if um, if you're looking at a D8 this week, um, I'd probably get the, the egg over Quainer just because of the pocket an extra 50-odd K, and that could come in handy in the back end of the season. However, if it was a D7, then I'm much more comfortable paying the 50K for Quainer just because he's more likely to sort of maintain his position in the team, in, in my opinion. Good answer. Staying down back, Grant Birchall. One game, 87. Do you want to see him have another week before you'd consider him as that kind of maybe a D7? Oh, you absolutely need to see another week. You know, I almost did Griffin Logue to Birchall. Um, and then I thought to myself, no, Bombs, injury history, don't do it. So, look, even if he's um, even if he pumps out a 90-odd this week, I probably couldn't do it just based on his injury history. Yeah, no, and I'm the same, especially because I'm looking at getting... Uh, uh, Whitfield into my team over the next couple of weeks so I can send Sicily and Ryan and Stuart to a lesser extent to that D7 spot and rotate them each week. So I'll mm. probably happily pass on the virtual option. But for those who are out there and are struggling for trades and, I don't know, need something, if it means getting a premium mid and a, a grand virtual finish off your team, I don't hate it. I've seen some teams in some absolutely shocking places. Um trade-wise. I think they got a little bit trade-happy at the start of the year and forgot what Supercoach was about. So I think there's worse picks out there, but I could not really condone picking Grant Birch with an injury history like that. That's that real make-or-break. You don't care about your season. It's almost over. I'll give you a piece of advice, though, Bombs. There's a reason why I'm sitting in Divi 2, and it's from picking up players like Grant Virtual at the back end of the season with a, <laughs> with a prone injury history. So if you're playing in a relegation or promotion league and there's total points involved, don't go banking your season on a player like uh, the Birch. Go to the midfield, mate. We got... Uh, oh, I almost said Josh Dunkley then. We've got Kyle Dunkley. Uh, Kyle Monster Energy Drink Dunkley. Uh, Johnny Noble, who played the one game for the prize. So they're the 2102 boys. We've also got Ian Hill, mate, who's 117k forward mid. Let's go through all three. Do you think Hill's got enough chance to hold for two weeks, or is it too premature to go early on him? Same as John Noble. Pies coming off a win, played pretty well. Um, and Kyle Dunkley, who set up forward a lot on the weekend. Do you think he's a risk at all? Yeah, thought, um, thought. you know, job security moving forward. He'll look certainly the best. I mean, now we know it, it's sort of common knowledge that um, the the forward line kind of pressure, that small forward area of the Giants is a is an area of concern. Um, so I think he is uh, pretty much a lock over the next four to five weeks. So I'm pretty comfortable if people want to select him. Um, it's also interesting what's going to happen now with the team, the Canelio injury, Josh Kelly's already out. They're really missing Cal Ward. 
Um, Toby Green, I thought, you know, pushed into the midfield a little bit more. Does this mean he now pushes into the midfield a little bit more? Um, does that mean Ian Hill is then even more stable in the forward line? Probably. So, um, And he's got the forward mid uh, sort of DPP about him as well. So, look, I'd like to see a second game from him, to be honest, but um, I'm not opposed to picking him up after his first either. Yeah, if Dunkley's name, though, I think that's where I'd be going first because he's already played the two. And Agreed. Yeah, an extra 20K. Um, and up forward, I don't know. There's no one really ready to downgrade, but probably have another yeah. look next week at Tyson Stengel. Talk yeah, Ian him. Hill even. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ian Hill's got the DPP. Yep. Um, and I think that was about it. How is it that we got him all at the back end of the year? I mean, sometimes. I mean, this is the time of year that I don't actually look forward to because there's one or two that sort of pop up, and um, then we don't get them kind of the start of next year, or they come in at that you know high one hundred thousand dollar price tag uh, next year, low two hundred k. So. This is the this is the time of year where it gets a little bit annoying. You know, we want enough, but we don't want to see guys that are, you know probably going to feature in teams heavily. And, and I feel like Hill's kind of like that guy. Like you know, next year he probably would have been a certain starter for us, but all of a sudden he's going to be worth two fifty k starter next year, and um, we're sort of going to miss out on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's super funny. How? I mean, you. I don't. I can't remember if I spoke about it on a pod, but you know, off air that. I was kind of uh, on the more negative side of the mid-season draft. Didn't think any of these players were actually going to get a go. Um, mm. It's probably a good thing to look forward to next year and to talk about in the pre-season pods a little bit more how influential these players have been from the mid-season drafts uh, and how many have gotten into teams. And I hope this is a trend that we're going to deal with going forward. Well, we've seen three. We've seen Noble, Dunkley and um, Gardner. Now, Gardner's only played... What we really played two games. Um, Nobles played one, and Dunkley's played two at the moment too. Now I know the Carlton fella; they picked up uh, Deluca. He had a relatively good game in the twos as well, and um, you know mature age. So he's one that I'm hoping does not get selected this year, Corey, because I think he'll be on our radars early next year. And um, interestingly enough, Sydney have lost all their ruckmen. They picked up a ruckman in the uh, in the mid-season draft, but didn't go ahead and and play him either. So look. None of these, uh, none of these mid-season sort of rookies, or yeah, the mid-draft rookies, whatever you want to call them, none of them have set the world on fire. None of them are going to make a million dollars, but they they might even just prove to be kind of like that heartbeat on the uh, on the pine, which may at one stage come in handy. Who knows? Well, I think it will come in very handy for a lot of teams out there. It's um, the price tag that's that's very they're very good. <laughs> you know, they're all one hundred two k. That that's the good thing about them. All right, you ready for who am I? Yeah, once I get the ladder up, because I assume that's, a, that's the first clue. Uh, my Can brain, I guess who it is, actually? Yeah, go for it. Is it Adam Trelaw? No. Because <laughs> I know you're crapping on it to him. You're crapping on to me about him today, so I thought I'd just start there. That's a good guess. Yeah. Um, my break-even is sub-100. I play for a top-eight side. Yeah. I have only four scores of 100-plus this year, six sub-80. Four scores 100 plus, six sub 80. Yep. Why the hell are we talking about him and who am I then? We'll get to it in a second. Um, okay. I have put together a very respectable four weeks. Yeah. I'm a defender. Yeah. I'm loaned in under 10% of teams. <sighs> defender, and top there's eight. More, more than likely, I'll go one more clue, more than likely a lot of these teams started with me rather than bringing me in. More than likely to... Oh, uh, Jack Crisp. It is Jack Crisp. Good work. 
Um, the role change, mate. 100% of uh, his time on ground last week in the midfield. Scores in the last month of what we were looking at, 109, 99, 99, 122. Putting together some very, very respectable football. He was a fan favourite last year, uh, especially for both of us. Is Jackie Crisp an option to round out your defence if you've already got like the likes of Whitfield, Hearn, Lloyd, Stewart? I mean, we got Ryan and Sicily putting up some car car numbers every week. Rory Laird kind of just floating around that 90 to 100 mark. Is Crispy the one that could be the difference? I'd prefer Crisp over Sicily and Ryan at the moment. The, the inconsistencies in their game is just absolutely driving me nuts. I mean, at least Crisp is in some relative form at the moment, and, he, and he's shown he can average, well, sorry, at least score, you know, 80-plus consecutively over a long period of time if we look at some of his previous history, Corey. Um, and the fact that he's only gone sub-80 once, um, in you know, since round seven, it is. Um, I think that's pretty significant as well. Whereas if we look at someone like uh, you know, Ryan and um, Sicily, they've probably done that a hell of a lot more. So, yeah, certainly not opposed to um, certainly not opposed to Jack Crisp. And I think I've, I've even mentioned on the pod this year. I mean, you know how I've you know gone Dockers, and then I've, I've sorry, I went Taylor Adams and Dockers, and I've gone uh, you know Lloyd last year, I've gone Whitfield this year. You know you're, I'm a big fan of this back line and picking out the breakout player. I've said on this pod, Jack Crisp is the one to watch for next year, in my opinion. Uh, I'm just seeing a nice little trend with him, and just that consistency, and at some point in his career, he's going to elevate it. Now, what's going to happen? And so we know players they. There's going to be players that sort of come from nowhere, it seems like, and the last six weeks I've put together a really good patch. And uh, we'll be talking about this next preseason and we'll be saying, yeah, but how good was Chris, uh, Crisp's last 10 games of the year? And uh, we may even end up starting with him at the start of next year. So this is one I think you can sort of just uh, jump on board. I mean, I know the midfield time you're saying had increased. Um, he had 60 points in the last quarter as well. On the weekend, um, watched that one pretty closely because my opponent had him. Um, yeah, 12 touches, but um, 30-something for the game, so he came up pretty clutch there. So, yeah, it's just um, just a matter of whether or not you want to take the risk. I think Chris is someone who's not going to probably burn you too much, particularly if you're picking him over a Ryan or Sicily, but I certainly wouldn't be picking him ahead of, you know, Whitfield, Lloyd, Laird or Hearn. Because the big worry with Chris is always, people would have said, but it's always going to be Taylor Adams coming back in. Nah. Well, now Pendles, Pendles is up. That's exactly yeah. my point. Um, so his midfield time is probably going to continue to stay there. No beams, no Pendles. There's a spot in that midfield for him. Uh, Colin would love to rotate it. And he looked good in the guts. He looked really good. Yeah, and certainly not opposed to it, Corey. Um, yeah, kind of really like it. <laughs> now, you mentioned this player before. While we're on the role change kind of thing, Toby Green, mate, is... What are your thoughts on Toby Green? Could this be that one player... There's a lot of people out in the community, a lot of people on Twitter that have really knackered their teams. They're looking for a little hidden gem. Is Toby Green going to become a midfielder between now and the back end of the year? I think he's, he's, he's a half a shot, I think. If they can find someone in that forward line um, to sort of generate, you know, that sort of pressure and all that kind of stuff, um, yeah, he's every chance because... You know, Ward, Cornelio and Kelly aren't going to be in that midfield, certainly not for the next two or three weeks. They may get Kelly back, but that's about it. They've lost Shield. They've lost Devin Smith over the past few years. Um, where the hell is the rest of their experience? You know, Griffin's no longer there. Delidio's not going to play a midfield role. Um, you know, they're going to be relying on guys like Taranto and Hopper. Now, Green is a proven accumulator of the ball in the midfield. So I actually... 
don't mind the selection if we see him push into the midfield corner full time. Did he average 110 in a season season gone past playing midfield? Uh, with just his midfield minutes. Yeah. I th- I think as a midfielder, you kind of the recollection is coming back to me. I think I think it might have been his second year, year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but there was, it was only like a like a six or seven game period. He's never averaged okay, in the season. Has he really not really? No. I find that almost, very surprising. I'm almost certain that this was a preseason stat that we went through while we were massively against okay. Toby Green in the preseason. No, no. So in 2014, I'm just brought it up here. He's averaged 102. That was his highest average in a season um, that year as well. So, so he's done yeah, and and yeah, and so the back end of the year here. So I'm just looking at it. This looks like midfield numbers, and the back end of that year, pretty much everything was 30 plus, and it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tons in a row, and some big scores in that. Like four of them were 130 plus. Um, this so, is why yeah, he's look- always been a player in the back of our mind. And it was back, I'm telling you, it was back that period because the start of every single preseason, everyone's always like, oh, are we going to pick Toby Green this year? 420, 420. I mean, we were massively against it at the start of the year because that midfield group has really developed. And um, But yeah. But also the injury. And yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we spoke about the injury and all that kind of stuff. But look, he hasn't missed a game since round six. So he played round one. Um, he was off for a period of time and came back in round six and hasn't missed a game since, I believe. I think, no, sorry, he's missed one in that time. Um, now, if he's in the midfield, now this is one where you just want to sit and watch one more week. Um, you know, 420K if he comes out and goes 100 plus, you know, next week we're probably looking at him absolute max, I reckon, 460, 450K. But then we've seen two solid weeks, pure midfield time. I think that's when you jump on board. You don't jump on board this week because that carries a lot more risk. Um, you've ran the numbers before. And I know this is a question for a couple of weeks' time, but what's Callie's uh, like, form like without Cornelia? Josh Kelly without yeah. Cornelia? I can't tell you off the top of my head, man. I thought I thought you might have done it before. I know you, you're big on Kelly with Whitfield. That's a good stat, isn't it? Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah, yeah I couldn't remember yeah. if it had something to do. Kelly with me. Whitfield improves. However, Kelly with Keneally, I'm not too sure. Um, you wouldn't have thought it would have been too bad because Kelly has played with Cornelio essentially this whole year. Kelly's been good. Um, Kelly without Cornelio. Now, that's one where you're going to have to do a little bit more research because Cornelio played the whole year last year. And the year before that, Kelly was probably not that relevant and Cornelio wasn't in the team. So then we're going back to, you know, when Kelly was yeah. 20 years of age or something like that and how much weight do you put into something like that? I'm not too sure. Yeah, well, he's put on a lot of weight. He's done the, you know, the Tim English routine from there. He's oh, he's, 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 yeah, go. I was about to say, he's, if he was, if he's tipping triple kegs, then I might be tipping quadruple kegs, I reckon. Jesus. Now, the one thing, the one thing that I'm bringing this up for is, I know a lot of teams are low on trade. There's a lot of people who play out for league. Right now, there's gonna be people who want to get rid of those final pieces in their midfield. Uh, you know, Arla, your Brad Crouches, your Matt Crouches. Some people can be pissed off with Clayton Oliver. I don't know. Um, but the one thing that I'm saying, right. Right now is I'm actually going to run, run Brad Crouch all the way up until finals, and my last trade option there—it's a very luxury trade—is um, going to look at a Cali during that final period. Now I'll still have enough trades that if Cali does become injured, I can fix that up. Um, yep. But I do want to condone that if you've got a little bit of trades there, you're sitting in a good spot for league. I think there's probably no player that's going to be more powerful 
come our Supercoach final time, then Josh Kelly is a unique. Yeah, look, look, I agree with that. I'm, you know, I'm sitting with donkeys in my team. I'm sitting with Oliver. I'm sitting with Matt Crouch and Gaff, believe that or not. Um, so I'm sitting with a lot of subpar kind of players at the moment or, or players I consider to be not really top echelon premiums as probably I thought they would be at the start of the year or when I pick them up. I'd love to do one of them to sort of Josh Kelly or something like that um, right on the right on the brink of finals. Mm. It'd be handy. All right, ready for questions? Yeah. All right, let's go. We've got Bevo3988 coming in hot and fast. Really probably should have my glass on for this. Uh, good day, lads. Crunch time is approaching. Near the top of my <clears> cash <throat> leagues, but starting to stress about uh, coaches. Oh, coach dropping plays. And what might happen to Cunnington? Just bought him in last week for Jelly, recommending next move. So he's got 431k in the bank, four trades bumps. Got a player in the back line he needs to upgrade. Sydney Stack in the midfield and Mario Cholot forward. Yeah, isn't it obvious what this bloke does? I mean, he's got 400k there. Move Logan absolutely ASAP. Yeah, to Whitfield. And I don't care if Whitfield's break even's a little bit high. What's a trade going to cost you? Um, about 280k, something like that. Yeah, don't mind it. I mean, the fact that uh, Whitfield's break even's 156 doesn't face me too much because um, it's potentially going to save you a donut this week as well, mate. Yeah, and then with that extra bit of cash, you got to just wait it out. He's got a nice cultural in his team, might get a game eventually. I mean, look at the, his trades to go, though. That's quite low, isn't trades, it? trades, you got to say, with the money he's got, Dylan Clark out, Stack out, Mario Chol out, and hopefully that gives you enough for enough for the four upgrades, but you're in a little bit of trouble there, brother. Um, he's got to go... If he can do Clark down, he can probably then afford to go Stack up, Chol up, and Log up, and that will be... A couple of weeks, though. Not yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got to be patient with the cash game there, but Logue... He should have held He should have held Kelly, this guy, with his team position and, and trades left. Um, Liam Clark, good afternoon, Corey in person. Time to move on break and decide between three value options. Rank them from one to three, please. Merritt, Duncan, and Sidebottom. Who will see more mid-minutes without pendles? Love the potty and Toehill Goat. Hashtag Toehill Goat. <laughs> Um, Merritt's the no-brainer, I think, for me out of those three. Merritt's one of those um, ones that I was looking as uh, my last upgrade um, option at a bottom dollar, but uh, I think I'm going to pass on that. Yep, and I know you've big, been big on Duncan kind of all year. Yep. Um, I'd probably take side bomb or side bum over um, over Duncan to be honest, and that's going to be a little bit controversial because he doesn't do a great deal side bum, does he? But I think with their run coming up, there's enough teams in there. You know, GWS depleted midfield Richmond. I think he usually feasts against them. Um, and then he's got Gold Coast and Melbourne. So you'd be pretty happy with that. Adelaide um, and then Essendon. So I quite like the Pies fixture there. So I'd go with Merritt, side bum, then uh, Duncan. The other thing with Duncan too, you know, I'm big on him. Um, but more of a move back to back to just a pure winger um, over the last couple of weeks as well with uh, Salwood. Yep. Um, almost a dunk at Selwood, Kelly and Dangerfield just dominating in, inside. Um, but in saying that, I'd still be going Merritt, Duncan and Sidebottom because Sidebottom's still going to stay outside. Absolute class and one of the probably most underrated footballers besides last year and ever played a game. But uh, big on Sidebottom. Should we do? 
that's an overstatement too. Don't start everyone whacking me for that. Um, should we do? Hey boys, hope you're both well. Quick one from me today. Trades this week will finish my team. The last spot I'm filling in my midfield and we'll have 579k in the bank. I go Dylan Clark down to Dunkley and then Haitley up to a primo. Could you give me 1, 2 and 3 in order of preference and why? Trelaw, JPE, Zorko leading to JPK because Gaff and Trelaw are quite slim, similar and I already have Gaff. Zorko is tempting as a huge pod. Full team in below. Cheers again. Spewy, shooey, Dewey. Let's have a look at this team. McCray, Five, um, Cripps, Neil, Oliver. Who's he missing there? Well, I mean, he's given us three options, so I'm just going to stick to those. And the options he's given us, I'm going to take Zorko. Yeah, and, and look, I know that might be... Quite, but you have a look at Zorko, Corey. Since round seven, he's gone sub-100 um, three times, and they've been 85, 88, 95. So... That's all good. And then kind of within that, his lowest ton in that time has been 114. Yeah. Now, I can understand what this guy's doing here is trying to get his team completed as quick as possible. I don't know if he plays for Liga overall, but if I was in this guy's situation, I'm not trading this week. He's got Setterfield and Dylan Clark who can rotate in that last midfield spot. They're, one's coming off a of 78, the other one's coming off a of 70. There's still plenty of cash gain for those two, and then you can get yourself another Uber Premium, i.e. a Cali, Bontem Pally. Um, I'm sure he's missing someone else here, but there are some no. better. There are some. Is he got Cripper? Yeah, he got Cripper. Yeah. McCray, Fife, Neil. This Zorko, um, you're probably just not loving him as much as probably he needs he's to be loved. In, he's in great form, but I don't think he's going to be top ten from here to the back end. Mm. North, Hawks, Dogs, Gold Coast, next four. North, Hawks. Hawks, Dogs, dogs Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Right. Then he comes up against Geelong where he thinks a hard game. Got a career average of 110 against them. His favourite team to play. And Richmond in grand final week, which I don't mind. Four out of the six games also at the Gabba. Yeah, not bad. Do you think I actually teams, don't mind it. Do you think teams are going to start putting... I know this is an odd statement. Do you think they're going to start putting some more attention into him again with how influential he is? Why would they run with now just locking well, him? Yeah, well, why bother starting to go to him now would be the question I'd ask. At the Gabba this year, he's only had one score sub-100 as well. Oh, sorry, make that two. I miscalculated there. No, I don't but, I mean, two options. scores at the Gabba. Um, Trelaw and JPK. Oh, Trelaw... Zorko, JPK. JPK, Zorko is my order as well. Yeah, so I'm doing Zorko, Trelaw, JPK. Think, I think we've seen this before. We'll see it again. I think Zorko is in a hot patch. I don't think he's top 10 from now to the back end. I think he can be. See, I've, I think Trelaw is a much higher chance to do that. Didn't you have Kennedy ahead of Zorko too? Yep. Yeah, see, I think that's outrageous. Consistency. I'd, I'd take a bet with you, Zorko versus Kennedy, from now yeah, to the end of the year. I don't really like either of them. <laughs> yeah, because you know you're about to get buried by the Zork. Yeah, that's the last yeah. one. I, mean. I want to see. I want to see Brisbane do well anyway. So, but no, I'm still, I'm um, still taking it. I, ju- I just think that there're going to be some teams that are going to still put some pressure on Zorko. I look, think Zorko's we went... just as likely to go like sixty to seventy as actually no, he is a better kick than Troll. So, scrap that. And we went through some, and he's a better tackler than Trelaw too. Hits a scoreboard more than Trelaw. Um, I think as well, 
Adams back into the team this week, likely for the Pies. We've spoken previously about Trelaw's score with Adams inside the team. I know what you're going to say, you know, Pendle's out, Beam's not there. Don't care. Adams is back in. Um, and uh, I think that's going to influence. What happened to just gunning for the top eight mids, though? Is it now, do you think teams are just trying to... Like, that, like this guy who's asking this question, I don't want to stay on this for too long, but he's asking this question. He can actually go target top eight midfielders. He What's can get to say? Bonds. He can get bonds if he wants to. He might not be able to afford him this week, but he can get him next week. Yeah. But, I mean, would do we have... Take, would you from... take any of those three ahead of Bont? Uh, I'd feel safer with Bont. Yeah. So you wouldn't... I actually... <laughs> You know what? I, I, I really like the Zorko one, Corey. I'll go pick up Zorko then, you idiots. Uh, um, I'm getting him this week. You'll see. <laughs> the Web Express. Good day, lads. Still in Melbourne. No, go home. Yeah. Uh, a handy 2629 on your Webby this week for me. Would love to pull the trigger on a luxury upgrade this week and say crouch to Bont or a Warple up. But that F6 position is tough and could throw a blanket over the likes of Zeeble Billings. Heaney and not sure they'd go much different from the Warpedo. I tell you what, that's a player who on the weekend, his position was crazy bloody good. Warpedo. Um, any other ideas what I can do? Best option to hold trades for Carnage. Also, Bomps, Marshall is captain option against the 100 keg Tim English this week. Now, I mean, we haven't spoken about captain option so far, but Marshall debuted in the top five last week. And uh, look, 116 on debut in the top five is reasonably res- respectable, but... Um, I'm expecting good things from him this week. Yeah, back to that other guy's trade too. I think I like Zach Merritt better than I like those other boys as well. Uh, let's have a look at the Web Express's buddy. How Web Express? Could you not look Web Express? I'm not trading. You just came off a 2600. You've got you know full in inverted commas here primo team. Hold your trades. Just wait for Cali, wait for Cali, shit Cali, to happen. Crouch to Cali at the back end of the year. I'm not trading. After what I just seen from the Warpedo, I know it could just be one game. I wouldn't be moving him. And not off the back of 109 as well. I mean, I'd wait. You just scored 2,600. Just ride it out another week. Who's he? Oh, Stuart. And that's the other thing you could do in a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know how many trades you got because you hit it from us. You could do a Haitley down log up to Stuart and have that luxury down back as well. Yeah. I, I Look, I you, you could even, um, you know... At some point here, go Begley down to, I don't know, um, Ian Hill, and then do Haightley up to another forward mid and have a swinging forward mid. Yeah. yeah as opposed cool. to doing one of these other guys up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, hold it. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Aragia Fantasio. Hey, Corey, and Bonfilatio. 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 Yeah. Does he mean like fallopian tubes? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah, like some kind of gelati. I do like gelati, Corey. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Effectively scored two donuts last week and squeezed out a 22-91. How can you have two donuts last week? Got a league. He win. probably. But did he have a haul, Corey? Or did he only have a two donut? Yeah. Uh, comfortable with my eight trades, but not with my cash. Need some advice. Cogs obviously has to go. I think it's a no-rated Cogs to Lloyd via Ainsworth, but if Lloyd doesn't place the leaves, as you can see, he's running Rob. Look, I'm not going to read all that. I'm going to look at your team and tell you what I think you should do. All suggestions appreciated. Thanks, Corey and Angus Bonfries. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's got crisp. 
Like he's got Darcy Parrish. He's got Jack Darling. He's got Jeremy Garrett. He's a, he's a train wreck. He hasn't even got a second ruckman. He's got Riley O'Brien. Where's Max Gorn? Just an ugly team, Corey. Um, what can he do? Never had. As you can see, he's still running Robert. Okay. Um, yeah, he's got to find some money, doesn't he? Where does he pull the money from, though? I mean, that's the thing. Um, can you go to Merritt? A little bit of cash there. Nah, see, I like this guy's idea of moving Ainsworth to the midfield and getting in a premium defender, though, because look how short he is in defence. All right, so Griffin Logue has to go down to, unless he's named, Griffin Logue to Quainer. Yeah, um, and Canelio to Jake out. Lloyd, yeah. Yeah, Ainsworth to the mids, Jake Lloyd in. And then next week, you could go Ainsworth to a hill. Yeah, and then you probably have money to, to splash up on uh, your last defender there. All right, we got there in the end. You're probably going to be stuck with Rob, to be honest, brother. Yep, I think I don't so. Think you're going to be able to get. I wouldn't be looking at getting Rob to to Gorn. I'd be looking at doing uh, the other way around. And reading your team, I'd be that question. There's the question. Do you go Quainer over Eggboy? Mm. I mean, Gorn might be affordable for this fellow, though. I mean, he's probably going to be sub 600k yeah, next week. Is Probably, you probably look at that as your last trade, to be honest. The price that Gordon's yeah. going to fall is the same price Rob's going to fall. I don't think so. You think Gordon's break even is 223, mate. Yeah, so sorry. I meant that you're not going to lose out by. Uh, you don't have to upgrade Rob straight away because Gordon nah. is going to be the same. Yeah, because John's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, call me Millsy. Hi, boys. Who do I get for Canelio? Do I trade one of, I like this, Taranto, Duncan, or Zeret, or two trades to chase Dunkley, Bont, Parker? I don't think Parker's a great option at the moment with that other fella back, with Kennedy back. Yeah, what all the original options he said, sorry? Uh, Taranto, Duncan, Zeret, he's only got five trades, so I think nah. he's just oh, one. Nah. Two trades, man. You, you kidding me? Trades? Is his team done? Blake doesn't have Josh Dunkley. Yeah, Blake does Dunkley, not have Josh Dunkley. You can't chase scores now, though, too. Oh, actually, but is Dunkley going to score less than... Is Dunkley going to outscore Taranto, Duncan, and Zerrett? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so do I. He's the best midfielder in that team. I say it all the time. Grab Dunks. Grab Dunks. Dunkley's pretty expensive, but... And then, and then, no, but you just do that. You do. Oh, no, he's got a double trade to Dunkley. That only leads him with three trades. Yeah, but it's Dunkley as opposed to a zero. Yeah, yeah, and then you, I think then you maybe luxury trade late. You got to go get Dunkley. I mean, pretty much he has to ride Brody Smith out now. Like he can't upgrade him. Potentially Brad Crouch, he has to ride out as well. Um, but yeah, I think you just get Dunkley in this situation, man. Yeah. And some of those plays you thought you were upgrading a la Crouch and Brody Smith, potentially they never get upgraded. And the, you know what? They're serviceable. You saw on the weekend they scored 200 between them. You take that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, ben Rothberg, good day, boys. Only have Stack and Walsh to move on. It's got, still got Sammy Walsh. Nice work. It's a um, smart fellow, Corey. in the bank, along with six trade, two games clear in my cash leagues and currently 3,000 overall, but playing for league. Do I hold my trades for final now or used to this week and downgrade to generate cash? Nah, don't don't do a thing. Six trades, two left. Is is the the key here is two games clear in his cash league. Don't worry about it. 
just hold. The worst thing you could do is trade in a player, right, and, and that player goes down and gets injured. And having a look at this too, he's got no one that's really ready to go. Stack's still serviceable. Walsh is serviceable. Yeah, however, you know, you'd like to get, you know, one of them up. So what you don't want to do, though, first week of finals is you don't want to have, you know, Stack and Walsh and probably Brody Smith all in your team. So you probably want to have at least two of them gone, I would have thought. And um, so, you know, wait for the week before finals, get rid of one of them then, upgrade one of them. And then the week of finals, do like another upgrade then. I reckon. What stacks That's break even? Stacks break even's eighty five, so he's capable of hitting that this week. You let Dylan Clark have another price rise, and then next week at worst you could downgrade stack, play Clark on field, let them just keep churning out cash, and then when it hits finals time, start upgrade. That double upgrade yeah, look, week one of finals. I think I think this guy, yeah, hold holds the best thing to do. Especially being two games clear, that's the key. <laughs> next guy's question is Mannix owes me a slap. <laughs> uh, three trades left here. Hey, boys, leaking points from the trash form of Mundy and Jezza. Would love to chuck Boak in for one of them, but would leave me with one trade left on the year. And Dunkley's his only cover. Also, watch the three crows, boys, rip up the next three weeks, seeing the top ten come end of year. Crouch, Sloan, Crouch. No, you don't, don't trade. trade. You don't trade. You don't trade. Yeah, because he's got what you know, in inverted commas, he's got premiums in, in each position here. Although they may not be the best of the best, they're still premiums, so he's a fighting chance every week. All three of those trades are used for correctional and a prelim and a Injuries, probably. Like yeah. yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Brady Leach, good A, Corey, and Bonfag. Last <laughs> upgrade for me. Where did these... Hold on, how did this name thing, like, start about? This is... I, I don't know. I don't remember, like, the birth of it. Like... Uh, I think it started. Did it start with Bonflet, or was there one before Bonflet? I don't know. I don't know. But, that was up there with my favourite. Anyway. So congratulations to whoever beats Bonflet. Um, last upgrade would be Eastern Wooder. It's actually good. It's something that the community's just taken on themselves. They have. Yeah, they've just run with it. I absolutely love it. Uh, last upgrade would be Eastern Wooder with 470k. Who would you bring in? Got Laird, Lloyd, Kelly, Whitfield, and Logue. This cockhead, Corey. Now, this is the leech. This is the... This is, I'm pretty sure this is the tosser that has Toe Hill. He's got all of them. He's got all those wankers. Um, he's got Eastern Wood, Corey. Now, honestly, Corey, there's nothing we could do or say that could help this person in any, in any shape, way, or form, I think. Honestly, Eastern Wood, Corey. 470, what can you get? You can grab a basher, which I really don't like at the moment. Oh, he's got Eastern Dane, Wood. Dane Rampy. Is the one for me there? Or Christian nah. Salem? Have right. you seen how expensive Ram? Oh, no, he's five forty-four. Sorry, I thought it said four forty-four. Yeah. Um, no, I can't even get Salem. Can't even get Crisp. Oh, this you'd have to go Ryan or Sicily. Has he got both of those? Yeah. Uh, no, he can also grab Basher Hooley. I take Ryan ahead of those. If it's Ryan Hooley Sicily, I take Ryan. Yeah, I don't mind Sicily though. I think I'd take Sis. Uh, bit of con- Oh, Matt. Bit of context. Currently sitting third in my league and play fourth. Win this game and I'm top four. Current defense. Lloyd, Williams, Sis, Chris, Pooley, Ainsworth, Logan Gardner. I'm 10K short of Logue to Whitfield this week. So, option one. Logue to Hearn leaves me five trades. Left with 10K in the bank. Option two. Baker to Dunkley. 
What? Oh, and then Logue to Whitfield. Oh, the cheap Dunkley. Kyle Dunkley, yeah. yeah. What an idiot. Logue to Whitfield. Four trades left, 120 in bank, full premium. Nah, I like, I like Hearn. Really? Over yeah, Whitfield? i got no problem with it. I'm option two. The two trades. You know, I don't care. Oh, sorry, he's got an option three. I just cut off him. Play Ainsworth, yeah. like if named, trade ne- Whitfield next week, which is what I was going to say, potentially fall out of the four. I'm going option three. You reckon you risk falling yeah. out of the four? Mate, you, you, can have the... you can win it from anywhere. If your team's good enough, you'll win it from fifth. Don't worry about it. If you're that confident true. that your team is good enough, you will go from the start of the finals to the end of the finals, being the top scorer the whole way through. I think if Logue is not named, though, you have to do option two. If Logue is named and you can um, loophole Ainsworth with the Logue, then I take option three. Yep, gotcha there. Otherwise, I, I seriously don't hate option one. Hearn's been good. What do we feel yeah, like the weekend? 100. Yeah, not bad. Welcome back. Option two also leaves 120k in the bank with four trades, so if anything goes wrong, you're That's always, right. Yeah. So the Don't option be. one means he's got no... He might have an extra trade, but he's got an, you know 110k less in the so bank, so he's got to have to do the downgrade. may even have to double to fix something up. So, That's right. Yeah. Yes. That's why option two is better than option one, because yeah, you get Whitfield no. over her. Yeah. Yeah. Option three. Beautiful. Uh, Daz. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be a full-on attack at U-Bombs, I reckon. I haven't even read anything. Picking from behind. If this is Daz from Twitter, which I think it is, I'm not too sure. Hey, Corey and hashtag Bombs Flogger and hopefully Breda to help Corey carry the team. Moved up again this week in the ranks. Hope Bombs can hear me from down as low as he is. Anyway, my question <laughs> is, should I downgrade Logue to Sicily in two weeks for a D7? <laughs> Imagine picking him up at almost full price. <laughs> this is the guy that attacks you with Brett. Honestly, got no idea who he is, Corey. Daz, you'd know him. You called him a peanut a couple of weeks ago. Corey. There's probably there probably hasn't been one listener that I haven't abused in, in some form or another at some stage. I would have thought. I'm having going to have a look at my Twitter now and just find out who he is. But um, I think he's just kind of taken the piss with his comments. We just move on, eh? Yeah. Is this Daz Davies? These are the is ones that who it is? Keep calling um, him and Bretta keep calling Sicily a forward. Well, this is the Darryl. this is the Bulldogs guy. Yeah. Oh, that tosser. Yeah, I know this one. <laughs> Yeah, rightio, here we go. Yeah, look at him. One of his recent tweets. Question is in. Looking forward to a response in the potty. We'll get fucked, as. How's that for a response? <laughs> Sorry, you should have bleeped that one out. Uh, Telstra Dome. Oh, Telstra Dome. My God, what year am I going back to? The Marvel Stadium police have uh, calmed down a yeah, little bit at the moment. Actually. So. They just knocked on the door, Corey. Yes, yeah, so can I help you, mate? Tone it down? All right, no worries, mate. Benoit, no knees, Dallin Gray. Hey, Curry, loving the pod work and banter as usual. One week on and yet another burn. Have not had a full side run due to injury since pre-buy rounds. Cog Zero lost me 700 spots and uh, spots to 2K. So not the worst, tracking top two in all leagues. I have four trades remaining with a poor M8, Dersmer or Clark. Can't touch them, however, due to low trades. Looking at the run home, thinking Merritt has the best run. Bont is just out of his limit. Throwing the mix of Duncan Sloan. I feel rank Sloan will be tagged at least three times. Anyway, your thoughts on my top three? His order is Merritt, Duncan, Sloan. Mine's Merritt, Sloan, Duncan. Mine's Sloan, Merritt, Duncan. 
I, I, I called this a couple of weeks ago. Sloan does this every year. One of those real form patch kind of guys. Uh, Kynan Robin. Hey, lads. Love your work. Just a quick one for you. I need a midfield of 520k or under. Thinking Gaff or Bonds talking me out of it. Crouch, Taranto, or Duncan. Leaning towards Taranto because Cogs and Kelly are both out. Cheers, boys. Taranto's been awesome without them in there. But I, I don't think he's got that consistency to his game yet. I'm telling you now, I had a rant earlier in the year about Matt Crouch's ability to get, you know, mid-30s touches and not be able to display enough heart to score a ton. Well, Andrew Gaff, Corey, I'll tell you now, I'm letting, this is a warning. This is, this is a pre-anger monologue from the Bombs. If he decides this week, Corey, to get somewhere between 30 and 39 touches and cannot demonstrate 110 points or plus, he will cop a serve next week. Don't you worry about that. I'm going to let this brew for one week, Corey, and if he does not respond that Brayshaw chin-punching flog, if he does not respond, I will personally fly myself to Perth once again and put one in his left jaw. Well, you don't have a left and a right jaw, but on the left side of his jaw. Fair to Corey. No, no, seriously. Something needs to happen. He's a toss-up. He was one of my first upgrades. He just did 100 after 100 after 100. But the fact, Corey, for me to win my main league and be in the top four, that donkey had to score 92, Corey. 90 flipping two. And he had, you know, mid-30s touches. He was involved sort of all around, but just could not produce a score. So you know what? If you don't produce this week, Gath, you better watch it. You watch yourself. Do you reckon he'll be tuning in next week? Well, Corey, I can guarantee you, if he does not score a ton, he will not be tuning in because he will be under personal police protection. I can assure you of that. He, he is the fair income, Corey. Him and Matt Crouch, there's not much between them. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Do you want to talk about you Matt Crouch's game? Last you week. think I'm joking? Corey, you think I'm joking? You think I'm joking? They are both useless. Is this... You know what I'm not a fan of, Bombs? What's that? You're being too nice to Champion Data again. Remember the days where you used to really hate on Champion Data? What happened to well, that? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Now, you probably noticed in one of my messages on the weekend because um, I did notice the Bont bias was back. Now, that, now this is... now For the long-standing listeners, they'll understand what the Bont bias means, and I'm sure you remember what the Bont bias is. The Bont bias is back. How that stupid tosser scored 12 points from two handballs on the weekend. And actually, no, 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 hold on. It gets better. You know that play where Salem pushed him off the ball when he was running into the open goal? Yeah. He scored nine points for that, Corey. Nine points. I lost my league game by 10, and that wanker was a unique. <laughs> you sure maybe yeah. that wasn't just a delay in points? No, Corey. I'm very efficient when it comes to this. Nine points. How that is not a negative. You take a contested mark. You know what, Bond? Fantastic. You want to play on from that, get pushed off the ball, create a turnover, then that should be negative 27 in my opinion. <laughs> oh, Man, God. Bond is back. Now, I'll tell you what. Gaffy, he probably had a clearance on the weekend that probably scored him two points. But I'll tell you what, Gaff, push yourself forward, take a contested grab, play on, miss the flippant goal, and you might score nine, you wanker! <laughs> hey, tune in next week, Gaff. All right, Greg Pearsons. Anyways, it would be great. 
He's got six trades, a Logue, a Walsh, another Walsh, 26k, and Cameron. So forward line's basically done. What do you reckon, you reckon Bombs? My, you reckon my prediction earlier in the year when I said Walsh would average 94? He's gone pretty down close to that. That's going to be... It's going to be extravagant. Let's... This is this is the record-breaking year in terms of average by an 18-year-old. I think Selwood holds the previous one, if I'm not mistaken. We've had other debut players and that, you know, Barlow, et cetera, et cetera, but they weren't 18 years old, right? Yeah. I think this is the best on record, uh, super coach average, I believe. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong there. All right, what are you doing? So you're either going... Um, I, th I think what you're doing, I think you're going... Unfortunately, I think you go Setterfield down. Because that means you can go Logue up to a premium. Yep, you have to. Yeah. So Logue to Williams, Setterfield down to a... Well... 102. Do you go Setterfield down or do you go Dylan Clark down first? Well, Dylan Clark's got the 78. What's Setterfield's last two scores? Is that 70s? Yeah. In... Well, look, you get rid of one of them. It's just more so the fact... It's just more so the fact you could get um, Dunkley this week and potentially Ian Hill the following week. So, um, or you could even you know get Ian Hill in your midfield and then yeah, you could use him to DPP. Him. I just yeah. got that with Kelly though. Tim Kelly. Uh, oh, he's in his midfield. Okay. Yeah. Well, you maybe even you fix that up. Ah, uh, well, who's he getting rid of? What, Jeremy Cameron? Uh, yeah. Okay, he's overbought in the forward line, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. If he, okay. if he had if he had luxury trades, I would, but he doesn't, so I'd be holding Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tom Boke. Bleak. Thoughts on Westoff as a risky F six, thinking of potential right carrot. Yeah, nah. Skip no the question. Permanent four rolled Dixon and Howard. Nah, you, there's no chance that you pick. Okay. Dylan Royal. Hey, Corey and Bombs, aka the Goat Duo. Oh, this well, that's nice. I think I know that I love the goat icon as well, and he's yeah. used it, so he's a bloody good emoji. Dylan mm. right up the ranks of our favourite. And a bit of a pickle here. Last few weeks having to trade injuries. Primos currently have two upgrades to one in mids, one in defence. I'll have someone like a Baker to generate enough cash to upgrade a mid out of Zeret Duncan, Gaff, Crouch Brothers, or Podlock to rent as my final upgrade. Keep up the good work, Pierce. Hopefully you lads can cheer me up after last night's cricket final loss for the Kiwis. Yeah, that was uh, that's controversial. We'll stay away from that. Um, Zeret for me. Yep, agreed. I, I think Zeret is flying so far under the radar. Is it is it the sixties that come with his score every now and again? Yep. Too much for sure. Law? Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Good price though. Sub five hundred k. Taranto though. Taranto's pretty pretty darn special. I love Taranto. He's done some good things this season. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you exactly. couldn't justify Taranto over there, could you? And I worry about when, like, Cali and stuff come back in, Toby Green. I think that's better for him when that happens, to be honest. Yeah. More class. Yeah. yeah, and less responsibility. I don't, I don't think he needs a responsibility right now. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he's an interesting one next year if, uh, if Cogs goes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Tom Scambler. G'day, boys. Couple of quick questions. Got 100k in the bank, eight trades left. Need to upgrade Dill Clark or Hately in the midfield and Drew or Troll in the forwards to make a team all around premium. Although Canino injury is undesirable, could it pose an opportunity with a fair amount of trades in the bank? Little cash finishing the midfield. 
Um, so that's his midfield. He's got McRae, Five, Cripps, Neil, Sloan, Oliver, Kinilio, and Dill Clark, Ash Hately. Secondary, what is going on with Luke Ryan and what needs to be done with him? Don't currently have Whitfield, but have Williams. But as the mighty Bombs explained last pod, Williams hardly ever tons up with Whitfield in the team, as evident again last round. Cheers, boys. Bombs, does this change with Kinilio? Like, kind of going down. You reckon that Whitfield might spend more time in the midfield and Williams kind of gets more open around the back again? You know, I think it's just a coincidence because I don't think Whitfield has played back line pretty much at all this season. So, um, yeah, no. I mean, it does, it does, it does, but it doesn't, if that makes sense. So, Cornelius is not out there, so all of a sudden there's 100 more points up for grabs and the ball still gets won for GWS and it gets shared to other players kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really change a lot, but it does, if that kind of makes sense, or if I've probably just confused the living shit out of you, so I'm not yeah. too sure. Um, but what do you do with Luke Ryan? I think Luke Ryan's... You hold. Yeah, he's always yeah. been unlucky due to weather. Two pretty... Yeah. Well, one shit weather game, the other game where they got absolutely pumped. Uh, Abel Grant, evening legends. Budget bookends needed for many. Shy Bolton running through the midfield has my attention at 340k. Wingard, Hawkins, Birchall, a chance to finish hard. Thoughts? So, this is... I'm actually kind of glad we got a question like this, Bons. We've got to kind of look at someone that's going to be real weird. Corey, we're not talking about Shy Bolton, seriously. No, he done this... The other ones. Yeah, but didn't Shy Bolton score like a one... Yeah, yeah, a exactly. huge ton oh, earlier. I, I definitely wouldn't be grabbing Bolt. Just shot Bolton seriously, Corey. Play on. Yep. Uh, around that mark, I think I, I don't mind virtual. I really don't mind Hawkins at that cheap. I wouldn't. I'd like encourage it. Toby Green at four twenty. I'm not encouraging any of those players, but if you've got no choice and you're playing for fun, you can always go for a little bit of risk. Um, hey, fellas, love the podcast. Really need the league win to make finals. It's a 50-50 this week, so definitely need a primo. Thinking going in and training either Clark or Cedarfield for Dunkley or Hill or Hodge to Quainer. Don't really need trade setters. Have a look at the team bumps. This is the McGrath team. Oh, that's no, a different player, though. He's got McGrath. He's got Luke Hodge, Andrew McGrath. No, Corey, honestly, I feel sick. He's got Jager O'Meara. He's got Shane Mumford. Archie Smith. Seriously. His forward line's actually good, though. That's the same forward line I've got, actually. Yeah, I'd go... I'd definitely be going Hodge down and Mumford up to Gorn. you got to fix that one up, yeah. don't you? Uh, Tom, hey, guys. Still sitting eighth in my work league and playing ninth this week. Basically, in an elimination final, this is where it gets interesting. Um, no crash. He needs to downgrade. He has Cornelio to move. Um, what do you do here, Bumps? Uh, what's Cornelia with 540? Um, who's Jared, he? I think. Oh, bloke's missing McRae, but you can't really condone a second trade to get one. It is McRae, though. Mm. What's in the bank? He's got absolutely nothing in the bank, does he? And there's... Mm, he could have... You can't just... Look, could you justify... Hear me out. A Dylan Clark down yep. to pocket 160000 Yep. Maybe spend sixty of the thousand to upgrade Canilio to someone like a McRae, yep. and that will leave you with three trades left. Is it three trades, or is that yeah. two trades left? Three yeah. trades left without. Oh, you know, oh no, leaving with two trades two left. Trades left. But a hundred plus in the bank. No, can't do it. So what you need to do, I think, is you need to go Canilio to. I think what you need to do is you need to go Canilio to like a merit bank an extra fifty k, 
wait a week. Next week, Dylan Clark down, set a field up, and then hopefully one trade can get you through the rest of the year. Mm. It's Tough spot. This is why we always advocate not to always sideways players at the start of the year. You can't be doing that shit all the time. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Player, good day. Lad situation, Cods and Atkins out. Two premiums like Murphy and Henderson. You taking the piss? I assume he means Mark Murphy. I mean, Mark Murphy's in some form, and he'll probably continue to be in some form to the end of the year, but you can't pick him in, in the classic form. Uh, or get Cripps. This guy doesn't have Cripper. Go get Cripper every day of the week. Cripper and a rookie. Mm. No question about it. Mm-hmm. Get Cripper. Get Cripper. Um... Pally, hey lads, I'm loving the podcast, keep it great way. here's my team, need some help given the injury status of Cog, who the best upgrades be for me, any other help to get a full Premier team would be much appreciated, seven trades, we haven't really had a lot of people with trades, um, Canelio, who's this guy, I don't have, Bont, Fife, you need to get an upgrade down back too. It's just like, where does he generate the money from, though? Like, I reckon that's Dylan, Dylan Clark, I mean, Dylan Clark or Setterfield down, play one of those two. Cornelio to whoever you want, and then next week, Logue up. You can go one up, one down for Logue up. Mm. That'll leave you with a full Primo team, three trades for any correctionals. Yep. Uh, would it leave you with full Primo? Actually, I don't know what it would. Uh, Damiano, hey lads, is Lockie Hunter a viable M8? No. Sorry, mate. That was pretty easy to shut down. Old mate Owen. Ewan. <laughs> Owen. Um, gents, oh, that's the last question too. Might be late, but I'll try and sneak it in. He got in. Team attached. I like to hold my trades this week. Then final two upgrades in prep for finals. Thinking Whitfield and Sloan. Uh, Zone, Sloan or Sarah. Any other thoughts on the my Motley crew? Bombs, don't worry if everyone is giving you shit. You'll always be my favourite bomblet. <laughs> <laughs> And he, lads love the show. And he's put Bomflit, not Bonflit. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, Whitfield, Dersman to Whitfield. That's a good move, isn't it? Yes. Um, and and what I would do, actually, I would, if you could, you know, move Logue to a, to a midfielder and put Ainsworth back in back. your back line so that way you've got a emergency defender sort of for the back end yeah. of the year here. I think that's pretty important. Um, and you could even potentially, yeah, yeah. So if you go log up this week, I'd do that to a, to a primo mid. Yeah, so Dersma to Whitfield. I don't think you got enough cash to do the double trade up. So if you, you won't be able to do the both, yeah. No, so but he might be able to do log down to Cole Dunkley, swing Ainsworth back, back to the back line. Dersma then he's got all the money to do Clark up or something like that I'd next week. Dersma up this week, yeah, and then next week, look at a Clark, yeah, Clark or Haley up. And then you're done. Yep. Yeah, you got five trades. So you'd have three trades with a full Primo team. Yeah, love it. And love probably it. a little bit left over in the bank too. Uh, vice captain and captains this week, bombs. So it's interesting that the bloke um, just mentioned Rowan Marshall because he's at the forefront of my mind. To be honest, uh, this week could potentially even uh, rock the number one spot, but I doubt he'd be able to move Grundy coming up against Shane Mumford. I mean, Mumford gives away what nineteen free kicks a week. Um, 
Max Gorn looks in absolute epic form. Nick Natanui going down. Loves playing West Coast as well, does Maxi Gorn. Um, they're the two absolute obvious ones. But let's not forget Danger against the Hawks. Now, Ablett's history against the Hawks is absolutely incredible as well. Um, you've also got Cripps at the Dome or at Marvel Stadium where he doesn't score beneath triple figures against the Gold Coast Suns, Corey. There's a lot of options this week. If I'm rocking one, I'm VCing Crips, though, and I'm putting that probably into Grundy or Gorn. And the bad news is is I'm writing Captain's article for you this week, Bonks, because you've gone and stupidly broken your finger, you idiot. I've um, um, done more than that. I've, yeah, damaged my whole knuckle and all that. But So I'm, I'm actually out of action, probably for the next two weeks, listeners, um, just so you know. So. But we'll have your top five still there. I'll take on board your top five, and I'll write the rest of the columns. So this is going to be very exciting for me. Um, (laughs) I'll get uh, Bonk's captain's articles, so get to do whatever I want in there. I can guarantee you, you'll be doing Gorn and Grundy every week because you you don't have the stones to talk about something else, a little bit left left of field, Corey. Oh, the listeners are going to be bitterly disappointed reading my article. I'll tell you now, though, I kind of hope you succeed at it so that way I can be given the flick here. <laughs> nah, it's your article. It's your base. Uh, hey, um, and let's face it, you can't choo-choo, choose your captain without the choo-choo. Exactly. One thing you are good at, you may not be good at the game, but you can nail captains every week. <laughs> I think I did pretty well last week. I had Danger, Gorn, Grundy, Cripps, and uh, and Rowan Marshall. Yeah. I think that went all right. Lower score was probably 116, something like that. Bad. Um, and I think you know who I'm going this week. I'm going Goldie into... No, Goldie. Grundy. I Grundy. do that every week as well. Grundy into Gorn. The well, fact that you're not considering a VC on Cripple I think is a huge mistake though, Corey. Why? You've got a VC on a bloke who could score 170, 180 this week and you've got the absolute lock of a C, you know, with, with Gorn or Grundy um, the, on the next game. Oh, I think you're running a... A really risky game, not putting the VC on Crips this week. Yeah, don't worry about it. They just get it done every week, the big boys. They do. I'm not going to dispute that. However, Gold Coast, Corey. I'll tell you what happens. The one time I change it, I'd take, I'd, I'd put it on Cripper. He'd score 90, and then I'd captain Gorn. He'd score 110, and Grundy would score 180. Let me tell you this, okay? <laughs> Cripps in his last two against Gold Coast averages 171. 169 and 173 are his last two scores against Gold Coast, Corey. Oh, that, that could almost be enough to persuade me, I think. Do, do with that whatever you will, but I think the, the risk in no VC on Cripps this week could cost you a league game. <laughs> and I think I'll be going Cripper into Gorn. <laughs> Oy, oy, oy. That's what you're here for, mate. Trades, what are you looking at? Um, so I'm going to pull early this week to try and um, make sure I get the league win just with how tight it is. We've spoke about that earlier in our uh, in, in sort of like the league that I care about most, Divi 1 League. So um, I'll be flicking – who am I flicking down? I'm flicking someone down. I think it's Haitley or someone, maybe even Dill Clark. Anyways, um, and I'm probably going Setterfield up, and I'm looking at Bont. Um, I'm probably even going to look at Zorko a little bit more following today's uh, podcast. And, um, yeah, but I'm more than likely going to end up with the Bont just because of the uh, the Bont bias as well and truly returned. 
Um, and I'm looking at something similar. You know, I do my trades earlier in the week, so at the moment it's Haley. But I think Haley's coming back into that team. If he does, I'll probably stick him around a little bit. But uh, I was uh, Haley and... Hang on, let me hit reverse trades because I don't mean... Uh, Haley and... Oh, just Haley. Haley straight trade to Bond. I forgot I could do that because I had a... Money in the bank. Yeah. Yeah, So, Haitley to Bont, um, and that would give me a full primo side with the worst asset on my field, probably in my midfield being Brad Crouch and Ryan and Sicily down back, five trades left. So, yeah, yeah, sitting in a good spot. I will be, just so listeners know, I'll be five trades left um, with uh, Logue to go to Shannon Hearn probably next week. Yeah, pretty good. And then you've got the rat race of trying to make finals in that tight Divi One league, while I'll be coming up to Divi One next year because I can't see anyone in Divi Two either beating me in the grand final or <laughs> even beating me in total points. So that's that's all right because probably if we if we fast forward to twenty twenty one preseason podcast, you'll be down back down in Divi Two anyway. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally entitled to one good year. I might as well give it up while I'm in it. <laughs> it was pretty painful last year listening uh, to you and Bretta every week talking about how good you were going and I was just stinking it up. Yeah, but struggled. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, mate? So, no, thanks, mate. I appreciate your effort to get on the uh, the late Monday night pod. The listeners were getting a little bit uh, edgy about potentially going to Tuesday. So uh, Yeah, that's okay, dude. Good effort, good effort. And uh, on behalf of Bonts and myself, peace out community, thanks for listening. <laughs>